while you're resting on your feet, if you get your Bibles, Mark chapter 5, Mark chapter 5, Mark 5, beginning of verse 25 down through verse 28. Beginning at verse 25, if you will, New King James Version reads, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Word of God for the people of God. Somebody say, thanks be to God. Look at somebody before you take your seat, somebody that you know loves the Lord, and just say, neighbor, I'm next. Look at a different neighbor and just tell him, neighbor, in case you didn't hear me before, I'm next. won't be before you very long. I'm interested in this text because this woman has been preached in and out for many different years and everybody has looked at this text in so many different ways but as I look at it one more time I want to tell you something about her. Here's a woman who has been suffering. The Bible says she suffered for 12 years according to the Levitical law because of the issue of blood that she was confronted with she was declared unclean. It was not just a ceremonial unclean as you can't go to church or to the temple, but it was unclean in the streets. It was unclean in the highway. It was unclean when she went to go get water. It was unclean when she walked by other people. People would move away from her. They would get out of her way because she was unclean. They, they not only did that in front of her, but behind her back, they talked about her and they called her unclean. They looked at her as though the disease in her body was something that had affected her mind like she couldn't hear them whispering about her in the shadows that she couldn't see them pulling little children away from her when she walked down the street like she couldn't feel the fact that they were disowning her and they were moving away from her she could sense that people just did not want to be around her it's a lonely isolated position when people have decided that because of what you're going through they no longer wish to be in contact with you. It was a no contact order, no fellowship order. There was no intimacy 
for her at all. If she had a husband, a husband could not be with her. And anywhere she sat was determined to be unclean. And anything she touched had to either be destroyed or cleaned afresh because she was considered unclean. So there was no intimacy in her home and no intimacy in the street. Therefore, she was fellowshipless. Nobody wanted to fellowship with her. Nobody wanted to be associated with her. And here in the midst of her desperation, she begins to spend her resources. The Bible declares that all of those times, she was going to doctors. She was going to see people. I don't know about you, but I've been desperate. And sometimes when you get desperate, you do anything. You go see anybody. You talk to anybody that looks like a doctor. They, they may have a shingle up and no education, but if they say they have a cure, you want to talk to them because you're desperate. She was shown up desperate. She was in a situation that every bit of the resources that she had at her disposal had been used to try to dispose of that which was keeping her out of fellowship and contact with other people. So she now was not only in a person who was desperate, but she was depleted. Not only was she desperate and depleted of her resources, but she was also in dismay and therefore was probably suffering some form of depression because when you've been put in isolation even if you can walk around if you've been isolated long enough your mind starts playing tricks on you instead of it just being what people are saying about you you start saying it about yourself you wake up in the morning say I'm unclean you you walk down the street say I don't look good you you walk around saying everybody knows there's something wrong with me your head falls down in shame you, you begin to walk around in sorrow and feeling pitiful. She's destitute. She's desperate. She's probably depressed. And in the midst of it all, she feels as though God himself has probably abandoned her because she can't even go to temple to worship or to pray. There's nowhere in public that she can pray. No public prayer for her. She can't even go and offer an offering at the church because nobody wants to receive her offering because she is unclean. And since she's unclean, her offering's unclean. And if her offering's unclean, she has no way, if it were a sin predicament, to offer a sin offering for the sins that may have caused it so she could have found grace. So she's desperate, destitute, dismayed, disillusioned, disappointed, depressed. Everything around her is going wrong. And at this juncture, she hears Jesus is in town. Now, now you got to understand something. She hears Jesus is in town, but there's a problem here. Jesus is in town, but, but everybody knows Jesus heals by touch. So they probably already told her, he can't help you because he can't touch you. Y'all going to get something in a minute here. He can't help you because he can't touch you. Because he can't touch you, he can't help you. Therefore, even though he may be able to help you if he could touch you, but since he can't touch you, he can't help you, so you are helpless. Somebody look at somebody right now say, neighbor, he's about to hope you right now. <laughs> 
she was in a position where she could not touch Jesus, could not get to Jesus, couldn't be around Jesus. Folk were there in a crowd, but instead of her staying in her situation, when she hears that Jesus is coming to town, she decides to push her way through. Just hold on a minute. I need, I need to do this real quick. See, she pushes her way through. She is not, watch this. I'm, I'm going to throw these four quick things on you just because I want to throw them in parenthetically. She's not pushed by people. You know, sometimes people can push you to do stuff. Young lady just confessed the other day and admitted her guilt of pushing her friend off of a, a bridge so she could jump down into the water. So sometimes people will push you into doing stuff you don't want to do. Have you ever been pushed into doing something you didn't really want to do? You got egged on, oh yeah, you can do that, you good, you got it like that. Go on girl, you ought to do it. Yeah, you. oh that look good on you. They know you walking around looking like boo boo the fool, but you keep telling you, you look real good. She was not pushed by people, but she wasn't even pushed by her pain. As bad as the situation was, the situation of pain didn't push her to go see Jesus. Y'all stay with me for a minute. She wasn't pushed by the predicament, not being in fellowship or contact with people. She wasn't pushed by her problem. Even though the problem was bad, that wasn't what was pushing her. Can I help you right here? She was pushed by purpose. I'm going to preach it anyhow. You might as well get ready to have church anyway. Look at somebody say, neighbor, I'm pushed by purpose. See, the pain wasn't pushing her. The pain was the reason she needed to get a push. The pain wasn't the problem. The predicament wasn't the problem. No, what she needed was, was to get to Jesus. And the purpose she felt in her heart, if I can get to him, then he can get to what's going on in me. The purpose in her heart was to get closer to Jesus. Y'all missed it. Come on back to church. I'm about to preach up in here. You need to understand something. Purpose will do what nothing else can do. Notice that the Bible says this, that everybody was around him. Everybody was near him. Y'all going to get something today. Everybody was there. Matter of fact, when Jesus turns around and said, who touched me? The disciples response was, everybody touched you. Don't you see this crowd around you? Y'all missed that right there. Let me tell you like this. Everybody in the crowd had pain. I'm trying to help you right here. Everybody in the crowd had some people with them that would tell them he can heal your baby. Everybody in the crowd had a predicament. Everybody in the crowd had a problem. But when she came, she came with a purpose. Don't fool yourself. See, a whole lot of folk will show up in the crowd, but they won't have a purpose for being there. Or the purpose won't be right. You don't know how many folks show up in church looking for a mate. You don't know how many folk come to church looking for Leroy. Coming to church looking for Tony, looking for Tommy, looking for Dick and Harry. You don't know how many folk come looking for Pookie and Ray Ray. You don't know how many folk come looking for Shanika. Say everybody come looking for something. Everybody that came to church didn't come because they wanted something from Jesus. A whole lot of folk come with the crowd because they just want to be in the presence of other people. You've got to realize everybody doesn't have the same purpose for being in here. 
I feel like preaching up in here today. You've got to understand, some folk are just here to be here. They ain't got nothing on their mind but some junk on their mind. They, they ain't coming in here to get delivered. They ain't coming to get saved. Matter of fact, they're coming for a hookup. They just want to hook up tonight and keep getting up. They want to run up in something and keep on doing their thing. All they want to do is come in and shake a hand so they can shake a tail. That's all they care about. All they want to do is to do their thing. They think they got to be all that they can be. They want to be Rico Suave, Don. Juan. They want to come up and look like Denzel Washington. But let me tell you something. When you come to church, you ought to come with a purpose of seeing Jesus. I came to preach tonight. I feel a preacher up in my sanctified soul. I came to preach tonight. Touch somebody say, neighbor, I came here on purpose. I came to see Jesus. I'm glad to see you, but I came to see Jesus. I'm glad to be sitting near you, but I came to sit close to Jesus. I'm glad that you can hear me, but I want Jesus to hear me. I'm glad you can touch me, but I want Jesus to touch me. I'm here on purpose. All right. Preach what I'm trying to. Let me. The Bible says something in here. Not, not, not only was she pushed by purpose, but, but, but she, when she got to Jesus, she went to him and she touched the hem of his garment. And Jesus said, Y'all want to see it? Verse 30, and Jesus immediately knowing him himself that power had gone out of him turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? You touched my clothes, but you grabbed my anointing. Let me help you here. Not only was she pushed by purpose, but she pulled through passion. Come on, I'm about to preach this thing tonight. Yeah, I know you've heard this word, but you never heard it like this. Let me help somebody right here. When she got to Jesus, Jesus didn't touch her. She touched him. And when she touched him, she pulled from him what was in him that she needed. Y'all missed it, went over your head. I said she touched him and pulled from him. Wait a minute, y'all still didn't get that thing. See, 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 see she, she wasn't waiting for him to acknowledge her. Instead, she said, I acknowledge you and I acknowledge the power in you. And when I touch you, I'm looking for a transfer of the anointing on your life into my life, of the healing in you into me. I'm getting ready to pull on you. Okay, okay. I see you still didn't get it. Yes, watch me. Let me walk this through. You can be in a crowd and not have a clue. They all were touching him, but she was pulling from him. Y'all don't get that yet. See, see, you can keep coming to church 
And every Sunday you come, every Wednesday, every Tuesday night, you need somebody to push you. Get up and praise. Everybody clap your hands. Reach over, push your neighbor. Touch your neighbor. Grab your neighbor. Shake your neighbor's hand. Turn around in a circle. Run up and down the aisle. Get up right now. Throw your hand in the air. Wave them like you just don't care. If you've been saved like I've been saved, somebody say, oh yeah. Every Sunday, somebody's got to push you. They got to push you over and over again. Come on. It's going to be all right. Come on, baby. Come on, tell the Lord thank you. Everybody needs a psalmist to sing. Who's the guest psalmist this week? Where's the praise and worship team? Somebody got to get up and pump us up so we get ready for worship. Somebody got to pump us up so we feel like having church. If the full band ain't here, we can't have church. Oh, we got a keyboard. We got a guitar player. We got a drummer. But oh my goodness, we forgot to get everybody else we need the horn player too we need three or four keyboards we need some congos up in here because we got to be pushed into praise but i tell you this much if you really want something for the lord nobody needs to push you anywhere when you need something from god you don't need a push. You need to get into a pull. Reach up and pull now. You ought to be pulling on him. Pull on him. Some of y'all leave church on Sunday and you just had a good time. Others of us leave church on Sunday and we tired. And you wonder why we're tired. Because we had to pull for you. We had to pull the Holy Ghost in the room. We had to pull on the throne room to get God to move you. Because it was like lighting dead dry wood that had water put on it and it wouldn't ignite. You had no flame in yourself. You had no get up and go. No hallelujah on your own. But oh, I wish I had a church that would catch on fire. Look at somebody say, neighbor, you don't have to push me. When I think of the goodness of Jesus. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul, my soul, my soul, Christ, hallelujah. Is there anybody in here with a hallelujah heart? Hey!
do me a favor. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, excuse me. I'm getting ready to pull on him. I'm getting ready to pull on him. I'm pulling for my health right now. I'm pulling for my healing. I'm pulling for my heart. I'm pulling for my happiness. I'm pulling for my holiness. I'm pulling for my hurts. I'm pulling right now. Pull! somebody real quick and just say neighbor excuse me I'm getting a transfer right now I feel the power done right here but the last thing in the text not only did she pull with passion but when she got through pulling the Lord proclaimed it through prophecy here's what he said he looked at her she said daughter your faith has made you well look at somebody right now and prophesy to them tell them your faith your faith, your faith has made you well. It is done. It is done. Now go in peace. Go in peace. Go in peace. Tell somebody, neighbor, I'm next.